coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? I'm really holding you hold the rack <laughs> book rack thing. I really like that idea. Maybe it was a cabinet. In fact, my next podcast is going to be all about book racks. <laughs> the history of book racks. Yeah. Uh, rack your world, baby. I'm going to Alta Vista to type in boobs yeah. and yeah. see where that leads me. Oh, like oh it's, I, led me to, it's led me to fire. So I Jack, know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know names. Exotic names. <laughs> you were fools in the skies. Illuminati's controlling your life. Can you believe Popsicles and Jesus toast The time that Kesha fucked a ghost Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Can you Hello and welcome to Can You Believe It, a semi-regular podcast on the unexplained that asks the all-important question, can you believe it? My name is Matt Neal and I'm joined as per usual by NASCAR driver and avid numismatist, the Colonel. Thanks for joining us, Colonel. Hello. Do you know what a numismatist is? I have no idea what that is, actually. It's a fancy word for coin collector. Mm, The coin collector. The coin collector. I'm also joined by elevator attendant and father of 12, Brady Jones. Welcome, Brady. <laughs> how is the dirty dozen? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, D12, you know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we dive into today's tale of mysterious mystery, let's hear a message from our sponsor, Colonel. Uh, that's right, uh, Matt. This week, we've got a uh, sponsor uh, specifically for our lady listeners out there. Um, this week's sponsor is Pretty Face Makeup. Uh, it's a blusher, toner... Bronzer, liner, glosser, blocker, ducker, weaver, sucker, felcher, all in one. The only mineral makeup on on the market at the moment comprised entirely of boron. Um, My wife has started using pretty face makeup and she looks okay now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not coming back from that one. Doghouse. Good thing you built a doghouse. Yeah. Yeah. I I made it extremely luxurious. Oh, good. That's why it's a two-story with a spa and shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, you guys ready for this one? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just okay. going to do my pod stretches. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The Beatles. I, I have fake. this, actually. Fake. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> really? You know what I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah. Is the, this like, is this the, you know, replacement McCartney? Paul is dead. Mm. No. Okay. It's not Paul is dead. Is that what you're thinking? No. Ah, uh, shit. I just, you, I just you know said heard of the Beatles. Oh, before. you've heard of the... Oh, yeah, right. yeah. The Beatles broke up in April 1970. Although John Lennon had privately told his bandmates in September 1969 he was leaving the group, it wasn't until Paul McCartney publicly declared his own departure in April 1970 that it became official. But being the biggest band in the world for the preceding seven years meant fans immediately clamoured for a reunion, either on stage or on record, but none was forthcoming. In 1976, an album by a Canadian band called Klaatu shot to prominence when a reporter or possibly a record label employee wrote an article suggesting Klaatu's debut album was in fact a secret Beatles reunion. That's clever. That's Mm. real clever. That's, That's some serious 1976 marketing right there. That could be like completely like rejigged, and you could say like it's Eminem's new album, or oh, it's performed by somebody else. Like, uh, uh, someone cash, tells cash, me cash. that wouldn't fly as much these days. <laughs> no, yeah. that's why I said 1976. Yeah. <laughs> the possibility of a Beatles connection led to that record selling 20,000 copies a day. So it did work back in the day. Right. Uh, I've had a listen to that album. It, there's like one or two songs that sound. Uh, Bit Beatlesy, you could like it's you'd think, oh, maybe that's the Beatles, but mm. most of it, no. People were so stupid back then. I oh, know, such a dumb time. From everywhere, not now, so dumb. <laughs> From everywhere, not now. <laughs> that's, that's the name of your next album, isn't it? That yeah, should, yeah. That should be your total tagline. That's, yeah. that's great. <laughs> From everywhere, not now, Brady Jones. <laughs> Well, the former Beatles would occasionally play on each other's solo albums or pair up on stage in the 70s. No full band reunion took place prior to John Lennon's death in 1980. All four Beatles played separately on two of Ringo Starr's albums. Uh Oh, 
1973 and 1976. What? What? I just realised what this is. Do you know what it is? I think I do. Are you still? You still think? You, no. You don't actually know what it is. You, right? Colonel thinks yeah, he knows. I what think it is. I do. Okay, but the closest thing to a full-blown reunion came in the mid-90s when McCartney, Starr, and George Harrison took two of Lennon's old demos and used them to create two singles for the Beatles anthology project. Then, in 2009, a man named James Richards claimed to have a cassette tape of an unreleased Beatles album called Everyday Chemistry. And according to Richards, the album came from a parallel dimension where the Beatles never broke up. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. What? Colonel's just nodding yep. vigorously. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've looked into this. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So do we do. Uh, well, that's been today's Can You Believe It? <laughs> okay. You're still in the dark on this, Brady? Uh, well, I mean, not so much as the alternate... Uh, dimensions because I mean the whole uh, Berenstein Bears thing the Mandela oh the Mandela effect, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I think yeah. like um, this is a little bit different to that but I uh, yeah the parallel the parallel universe uh, theory is kind of being backed up by some pretty substantial um, physicists like uh, Michio Kakao like, <laughs> yes he, he talks about that all the time yeah you guys know who he that is, right? I, I do did I do you know just make up that name? no, no. <laughs> he, he, he actually didn't yeah. well so I ja- know stuff. <laughs> I know <laughs> names, exotic names. <laughs> James Richards is not the tape discoverer's real name. He said he decided to remain anonymous until he felt safe to reveal his actual name. I emailed him uh, asking if he could unveil his true identity now that 10 years have passed since the, he you, disclosed. You emailed him personally yeah, from I did, your yes. email account. From my email account, yeah. Darkest Jedi number two, tw- 26. I used to have darkestjedi at hotmail.com. No, there's no number. I was the original God, darkest. That's Jedi. so 90s. The darkest. Yeah. Not even, I was just, just darkest Jedi. That, was, anyway. that is mm. the darkest you can. My terrible nerdy past aside. I emailed James mm-hmm. Richards to see if he was willing to unveil his true identity 10 years on from uh, since he discovered this uh, Beatles album from a parallel dimension. He hasn't written back. Sorry to mm-hmm. disappoint. Richards' story goes like this. On September 9th, 2009, he was driving from Turlock in California to his home in Livermore, California, which is about 50, miles, uh, 50 kilometers north of San Jose. Richards and his dog had been visiting a friend in Turlock and were in no rush to get home, so Richards decided to take a detour through Del Puerto Canyon. It was about 2 p.m. Partway through the scenic drive through the canyon, Richards pulled over to let his dog out for a call of nature. Instead, the dog jumped out and immediately began chasing a rabbit. Richards began to run after his dog, but tripped on a rabbit hole. He landed heavily, banging his head, and knocked himself unconscious. Mm. There's kind of like an Alice in Wonderland thing there, mm. like down the rabbit hole. Yeah, he's yeah, like but, tripped in the, on, on the rabbit hole and all of a sudden he's in Sergeant Pepper's yellow <laughs> submarine world. Yeah, that's it. Uh, groovy. <laughs> when Richards awoke, he was in a room with his head bandaged. He had no idea where he was other than he appeared to be in the lounge room of someone's house. He could hear traffic, which was mildly concerning because the Del Puerto Canyon was pretty rural with few houses or heavy traffic. The room seemed pretty normal, except for, quote, an unusual looking electronic machine on the other side of the room next to a window. Richards got up to go to the window and to examine the device, but before he could get there, the door to the room opened. His dog came rushing in, excited to see the owner. See, it's owner. In the doorway stood a six-foot-tall man who, quote, had medium-long black hair and was dressed casually nice, but gave me a greasy vibe, if you know what I mean. Casually nice. Mm. But what's, what's that? Was that? Is that like a sweater? Somewhere a between shirt? semi-formal and going to the beach. Uh, no, I feel like it's 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 got to be a little bit more business than that. Anyway, we're probably focusing on the wrong thing here. Continue. I, I thought you guys were gonna f- would would focus on the fact that this guy gave me a quote greasy vibe, if you know what I mean. Well, mm. yeah. But we all, do we all know what that I means? I think I know what he means. Yeah. yeah, you're giving it to me right now. Actually, <laughs> I give it to you every day. Yeah, it's gross. The man said his name was Jonas, and he asked if Richards was okay. Richards said he was fine and asked where he was. Jonas explained he had found Richards unconscious in a field next to his barking dog, about 20 feet away from where they now were. Quote from Richards. 
I told him that couldn't be possible because there were no houses within at least 20 miles from where I last remember being. He then told me that what he was going to say next will be sh- very shocking and unbelievable and that it didn't actually and that if he didn't actually experience it himself then he wouldn't believe it. He took a look at the machine near the window and looked back at me and said he transported me into parallel earth. Oh, what? Hang on, what? Parallel what's that? He said he traveled to our earth dimension and found me knocked out in the blazing heat with nobody around to help me out. So, he, hang on, uh, he's traveled from whichever realm he's from to our regular common day Earth, mm-hmm. found this dude knocked out, and then gone, oh, I'm going to transport him back to my reality. And, and the dog. And the dog. Yeah, because he's a good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. You want to come to my reality? Yes, you do. Yes, you do want to come. Oh, Normally, he said he doesn't take outsiders through a porthole, portal, but in my case, he thought I needed urgent help. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's just... Wait, you guys are not believing this already? It was, no, 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 well, no. I no. I actually, I've, so far, it's more plausible than a lot of the things we've spoken about on this podcast. <laughs> but... Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Richards immediately began asking questions about traveling through parallel worlds, telling Jonas he'd watched a bunch of YouTube videos by American theoretical physicist, physicist and scientific communicator Michio Kaku. So, here's the next word. <laughs> Bam. That was a mic drop from the colonel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, he watched a bunch of YouTube videos, so yeah, he's an expert. Yeah. Yeah. And it also means that Duda has obviously been to this uh, parallel Earth. Uh, the colonel is a parallel traveler. <laughs> you weren't going to reveal that now, but yeah. No, look, I, uh, I wanted to keep that... Uh, you know, at le- under the uh, under the hat, at least until you know season five of, <laughs> uh, about when we were really struggling for storylines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I thought with that we'd delve into your hotmail address, which is parallelogram sixty <laughs> nine. And he wasn't even the sixty ninth. He just wanted <laughs> parallel colonel sixty nine. <laughs> Jonas explained that parallel travel machines were expensive but easily bought on his earth, although using them was quite dangerous and occasionally fatal. Despite this, the machines were quite popular and had been invented sometime after the 1950s in his dimension, when the US government had apparently decided to fund a parallel dimension program instead of a space program. Interesting. So there's there's your trousers in time moment. Trousers mm. in time. I like that. Yeah. That's you could have just said, you know, fork in, in, in the road. Yeah. No, no. The no. trousers. Trousers that's, in that's time. A, the fork a, is overused. It's, it's trousers dirty. It's in, in the time. sink. No. Which leg of the trouser pants are you going down in time? Yeah. Mm. That's a Terry Pratchett reference. Um, the parallel travel program was called ARP-D. So, A-R-P hyphen D. These letters were on a lot of the electronic devices in the room. But Richards later wrote he couldn't remember what they stood for other than the P... D stood for parallel dimension. So I assume it's American Research Parallel Dimension Unit or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds creative. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't really. Don't buy it. No, no, I don't. Don't believe it. The parallels, the perils of parallel dimensional travel included accidentally ending up in an unknown dimension with unknown dangers. To limit this danger, the government had researched safe worlds to visit and created a list for people to use. This still didn't solve all the problems, though. People often died when their portal opened too far from the ground or in water or in fires or in other dangerous situations. Sounds like the internet in the early days. You know, like, you know, like back back when there was like six websites that you could visit. You I'm know? going to Alta Vista to type in boobs yeah. and yeah. see where that leads me. Oh, like oh it's, I, led me to, it's led me to fire. Dancing baby gif. Again. I mean, when I was a 10-year-old kid going to the Space Jam website, I was always in fear that I would access it underwater. Like, it would just load and I would be in a tank. Yeah, I'm going to need a snorkel. (laughs) I believe. (laughs) Jonas explained that there was an infinite number of Earths, but only a few had been explored. The possibilities of interdimensional travel had opened up new opportunities, such as the chance for people to take on a new identity on a different version of Earth where people were unfamiliar with parallel world technology. Uh, Jonas said he was an explorer for a cross-dimension travel agency visiting new uncharted dimensions. And that was how he came upon our Earth. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and and say that this sounds completely legit. 
Like, mm. if parallel universes is a thing, of course they're going to have tourism. Of course they're going to need people to go to other parallel dimensions to check out whether it's a fucking fire dimension or whether it's okay to go to. Mm. Much mm. like, say, the explorers of the 15th, 16th, 17th century. Totally makes sense to me. Mm. Mm. Uh, do you buy that the US government would very quick, within, you know... 50 years allow that to be available for people to buy in their own homes given how dangerous it is 50 years I think is plausible mm. yeah yeah. I mean we've got VR technology in our homes these days you know you can do anything in, in, in a VR that transport you to a fire world though I'm just going to put it out there but in not, terms of- not in reality but in your brain Matt <laughs> you could go to a fire world if that's what but you want we, we could buy something that would uh essentially like uh leave the earth like a weather balloon or something like that that's like up oh, in the yeah. stratus you can so, fucking make i mean it. In, in terms of this the trouser being the space race and yeah yeah so i mean you can go and get a kit rocket yeah, yeah. and then you just extrapolate that out big enough to shoot yourself into space yeah boom well, I flat earth it. proven yeah, i believe yeah. it good night yeah <laughs> I'm sorry to shit on your parade. No, no, I, no. I was no, I was putting that out there as a purely hypothetical question. So, yeah, I, yeah. That's a, my first thought uh, when it comes to like safety of things, and you could die on it if you use it. I just thought, well, motorbikes. We have motorbikes. You can ride those off into your own death. Or like weapons, for or example, cars, or like know, like guns in America. Guns, yeah. <laughs> Here's a gun and lasers. A, here's a gun and a parallel dimension machine. Here you go. See, see what you can <laughs> do. Yes. Go. Yes. America, Sign go. Up. Yep. They're gonna bring peace to all these motherfuckers. <laughs> gonna bring freedom to other dimensions. <laughs> Richards was filled with questions, and the two chatted uh, at length about the similarities and differences between the two worlds. They discussed food, culture, TV, technology, and music. Richards was surprised to hear many of the same bands existed on both Earths, including the Beatles. In, mm. in, in his dimension, I wonder if Trump was still a reality TV show star <laughs> <laughs> rather than the fucking president of the free world. Uh, quote, actually, my brother just got back from seeing the Beatles play live, Jonas said. You mean they're still together? Asked Richards. Jonas said yes, and Richards explained how the Beatles had broke up in 1970 in his Earth, uh, and John Lennon and George Harrison had both died. Jonas explained that on his Earth, all the members of the Fab Four were alive, healthy, and touring. Happy. Happy days. Jonas took Richards to another room in the house where he had a, quote, bookshelf-looking thing. Now, I'm just going to stop on that quote, because I pulled it out, because... If you have a bookshelf-looking thing that's not a bookshelf, what the fuck is it? Mm. Well, it could be a rack. But it's... Wouldn't you just say a rack? Well, you had could, a rack. It, it could be a book rack. Maybe it was just really bad at describing things. It was bookshelf-shaped <laughs> and held books. You, look, like, you're, you're probably just, not going to... Like a, a kind of a shelf. Again, I'm probably focusing on the wrong thing here, but, mm. this, but this kind of goes toward the thing of... I'm in a weird dimension. He had a bookshelf-looking thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, well, look, you know, it, it could be, you know, like a, an alternative sort of design for, you know, holding books. You know, it could be some kind of rack. I'm really holding you're on holding to the rack book thing. rack thing. I really like that idea. Maybe it was a cabinet. In fact, my next podcast is going to be all about book racks. <laughs> the history of book racks. Yeah. Uh, rack your world, baby. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah, right. Maybe it was a cabinet of pacts. Yeah. So, there's a, a throwback to a previous episode. Hope you, hopefully, you're listening to these episodes in order, unlike some heathens who listen to podcasts out of order. Hey, Colonel. I believe in, in chaos over <laughs> order. Uh, on the shelves of the bookshelf-looking thing were loads of cassette tapes, which led Richards to ask about CDs. Jonas said he was aware of them, but they never caught on. No. <laughs> so, they, like, just decided... Uh, no, we'll just go with the tapes. Just stick to the tapes, yeah. If that's if that's not a red flag straight up, I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, they might have. You know, you never know what could be happening politically and socio-economically in this particular alternate universe. Could be thing things that are more important than fucking creating CD discs. You do raise an interesting point there. 
Okay, so if the trousers of time is between space travel, can you please and- stop saying trousers no, of time? That's ridiculous. I will fucking not. So, but if if the difference is between space travel and transdimensional travel, mm-hmm. so space travel led to a huge amount of innovations that we now totally. sort of take for granted. Yep. But if one of them related to lasers and therefore CDs, which are played by lasers, if their technology wasn't advanced and they ended up with some kind of shitty version of CDs then maybe they would have gone, this technology isn't quite that good, and they stuck to tapes. Mm. Mm. My my other question in all of this is, would the Beatles be as popular as they are now if they hadn't have broken up in 1970? As in, because they just have such a massive discography that everything is kind of watered down. Yeah, if they did anything past Abbey Road... Yeah, like yeah. Past 1970, it potentially waters things down. Yeah. It's like the idea of like, would Jeff Buckley be as well known as he is today if he hadn't have died because he only had one album out? Mm. If he'd had a serious, a proper career after that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, yeah. I don't know about the quality of music, but one thing well, one thing is for sure is that John Lennon would have been the most pathetic, sad fucking judge on American Idol ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, God, kill me now. Like, this is the worst. I'm going back to Yoko. The bookshelf looking thing had a tape player slash radio slash record player. Fucking there you go. It's mm. a fucking, it's a, it's a entertainment system that is on the side of your wall. It's, that- it's sitting on there somewhere, which looks slightly different to those Richards was familiar with. The speakers, quote, looked more like crinkled cardboard and were shaped like a tall accordion, but sounded good, according to Richards. I can, kind of, I can kind of picture that. It's like a yeah, accordion yeah. stretched out and that's what, it, I, you know. Yeah, you just like pop your little your well, tapes. Well, that's just the speakers bit, but yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. That's kind of a cool aesthetic design. I, you know, I can get down with that. Quote from Richards. The only Beatles album he had that was store-bought and had real cover art was Sgt. Pepper's, which the cover looked slightly different from the one we have, but the songs were all the same. The other six Beatles tapes he had were all like someone, somebody recorded them onto a blank cassette for him and wrote the song titles on a, a card slipped in the case. Which is quite, was like commonplace back in the mm, day. Like yeah. That's, you had to make your own. Um, yeah. So like, I, I remember like writing out my own, you know, cover artwork for my mixtapes, you know, like So Fresh. Uh, so, so, so Fresh Colonel 91. That, that yeah. was a big hit. Having yeah. to draw your own Sergeant Peppers, that's above and beyond if you had to draw that that's that's a lot yeah that's a lot of detail yeah Yeah. uh a couple of the album titles so this is still part of the quote from richards a couple of the album titles written on the tapes i recognized but there were about four that i had never heard of before he played a a few songs from one of them which was totally surreal to hear beatles music that was never made at least in our world we talked about it a little bit. He said a girl made the tapes for him while he was in upper school, what they call high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, radio. Okay, that's... Uh, it's just so different. We call it upper school. <laughs> yeah, I'm from a different dimension. That's just yeah. kind of like... But that's kind of like when you go to, like, South Australia and they go, yeah, I'm from Form 7 or something. Is that is that still a thing in South Australia? Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you can use South Australians as any kind of, like, benchmark. It's a parallel dimension. Yeah, well, no. they call it Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call it's it... It's a schooner. No, it's not, you moron. They it's call it pint. Lego. <laughs> <laughs> get like five cents back for every bottle you can i just like to back. say hello to all our south australian listeners we still love you yeah mm. the, uh, the bottle and can thing yeah south australia got it going on but lego lego's not a thing is it, it is, yeah apparently people in south australia called lego Fuck lego it. get rid of them out of the out of the nation right now <laughs> just cut them out you're the new tasmania <laughs> like a tumor you like are the tumor. weakest link could yeah. just kick him out to goodbye <laughs> Uh, uh, it's just some kind of gigantic geometric drill thing that just cuts the just land and just up the up the Murray and yeah. across. Yeah, and, Boots. and just Off and just go. and just like a boot, like a swift boot out to sea. There you go, <laughs> out into the bite. Yeah, away you go. Go make your own country. <laughs> <laughs> 
again, hello to all our South Australian listeners. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you all. Uh, Thank you for your support. Uh, yeah. And if you'd like to donate to our Patreon, uh, <laughs> we don't actually have one yet, but um, send us cash. Every bottle and can you give back yes, just yes. give that money to us give that money to us so mm. you can hear this awesome content about how <laughs> fucked your, your state is. Uh, okay actually you're not that bad no comparing other no you're not, you're not actually that bad no you're all right you're like the fifth best state it's okay <laughs> richards asked jonas if he could make a copy of one of the beatles albums for him jonas glared at richards in a way that scared him no, said Jonas, you are not to take anything with you back to your world. No pictures, no souvenirs, no tapes, nothing. Well, that makes sense. Whoa. That makes total sense. You don't but- want to mess with the, you know, space-time continuum. No, man. You, you, would, you would rip that shit asunder with that kind of shenanigans. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, how right was he about that greasy vibe? Because that just came, That's, that yeah. came to the fore right there. Yeah, he's like, eventually he's going to ask me to be able to take something back to prove that this happened. So I'm just I'm giving have him... To Shut him down. I'm going to give him yeah. greasies right from the start. Yeah, I'm going to just gonna let him know. Shit off it. It's already a no. I'm, I'm going just... to let him know that any questions are not welcome. So, about this new dimension. No! <laughs> Richards asked why. All Jonas would say was that it was for Richards' own safety. Quote from Richards. Of course, I am not the type of person to go through all of this parallel world stuff and not grab something to prove the outrageous story of my experience. That's my boy. (laughs) So, So for the moment, I told him I wouldn't take anything and change the subject. About an hour later, after some more talking, I heard a doorbell ring and he left the room to check the door. Whoa. That's a big thunder. Hey. Parallel dimensions. We call it um, sky noise. (laughs) (laughs) You might not have it in your dimension. Sometimes it comes with skylight. I knew that I may not have another chance to take something, so I grabbed one of the tapes and put it in my pocket and then shuffled the tapes around to make it look less obvious that something was missing. So he's just, you know... Ballsy move. I'm. I think it's, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm more worried about the uh, the neatness of the uh, of the rack. <laughs> after <having laughs> this guy, it's just. Um, what is it with this guy and but, rack? Yeah, I mean, you know, they've messed with the feng shui of the whole rack and everything, and it's a play system. It, it could have. Uh, it could have had an alphabetized. You know, I know you appreciate appreciate this doc. Uh, like, yeah, you know, uh, alphabetized collection. Mm, alf- alphabetical, chronological. That's yeah, how I arrange mine. Exactly, yeah. and he could mess with that. Mm. I, I'm more worried about the the time space continuum being torn apart by this kind of taking things across. But obviously, it's not a big deal. Okay, so hang on, let's backtrack one second. So this guy is a, effectively a, a travel agency explorer across dimensions. People just travel across mm. dimensions what's to stop them from taking things to and from dimensions yeah you know people are just going to be taken oh no that, well, that, like, that would probably relate back to the portal technology where you know you can't step through the portal with anything you know from that dimension there'd be a certain type of frequency uh for, for the matter on from that dimension that can't be passed through that portal for every one of those safeguards there's a guy out there with a nail gun that doesn't need to be pushed down to shoot a nail <laughs> like there, there is a hack there is yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a way around it yeah and i think people taking shit like if it is a travel agency if you can go to other dimensions well so what you can't take you know a pair of bathers or a hat or clothes even what happens to your clothes when no, you, you go just buy it when you get there take a camera yeah, you just buy it when you get there. What, what, what do you need to take it for? That's part take, of the experience. Okay, money. You, you don't that, want to. What about <laughs> money then? Oi. No, you, you, you've got to. You, it's, it's, it's like, a, you know, a grassroots kind of, uh, you know, tourism thing. You got to go there. You go live with the people. You work. You, uh, you build racks. Um, and, <laughs> you know, you, you, you make your own way. It, it's, 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 it's real tourism. <laughs> When Jonas, uh, sorry, go on, Brady. I, I just just gonna say, I really want my holiday to start out like Terminator Two, 
Oh, where, like, I need uh, your I need your, ba- your jacket and your <laughs> yeah, pants yeah, and your totally. motorbike. Me in a, in a lightning orb rising naked. <laughs> <laughs> that's how this tourism works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah totally. I would pay for that experience. I'm just Fuck putting... yeah, that's why it's so big. And I mean, that whole thing when you're traveling, the whole thing is like, I'm just going to fucking do it. No one, no one here knows me. I'm probably going to never see these people again. If I rock up nude, it doesn't matter. Parallel universe, like times that by 10. <laughs> I would have, like clothes would be like the third priority from <laughs> and let's be honest like any technologies say a camera that you're taking from your dimension to the new dimension that you're traveling to it's going to make you stick out like a sore thumb so you want to go to that dimension and utilize their own technology so you don't mess with the space time continuum mm. yeah but how conscientious are going most travelers going to be like well, uh, this this isn't this isn't like a, a, a like you know uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry just jump in the car and, and have a family vacation. This is like for the you know the elite. You know, this is like the premium. Well, it, you know, it's like fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas did. Ex- he said that they the machines are expensive, but they're pretty prevalent. Like you know, you save up, you can buy. It's like buying a car. I would assume. Mm. You know. That's well. I mean, there's also the, I have no retort to that. <laughs> the mindset of a particular parallel Earth, yeah. So, like, we we are just pieces of shit yeah. in this version of Earth. We've, we've fucked up this dimension pretty bad. So yeah, 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 totally. But I mean, that whole thing of like, you know, leave only footprints and you know, only take yeah, photos, take memories. Of, yeah, 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 totally. Maybe they really took that to heart. Yeah. Well, the rest of it, like, if we had that de- that technology, we would be fully going in with fucking guns and shit. Like, yeah, like, what's in this dimension? Uh, yeah. their, their, their whole dimension what, is just made pillage? up of, like, Instagrammers <laughs> who just might want to take, like, inspirational, aspirational, you know, photos of themselves oh. doing things. It did it. Until- Fuck them. They, they deserve to be wiped off the face of the multiverse then. <laughs> how, how, how is your Instagram account going, Matt? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get another thunder clap. Yeah. One... Two, three. Oh, that's I don't think this transfers very well. I, don't know, yeah. I thought that was going to. Th- hey, everyone, look at the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that first thunder roll fully came through the mics. I could see it like. Yeah, yeah. No, that was. It. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Cool story. A little bit scary, though. When the sky <laughs> noises. Are your dogs okay? Oh, shit, they're outside. <laughs> <laughs> When Jonas returned, so he's got the tape in his pocket. When Jonas returned, Richard said he was hungry. And they, good diversion. And they went into the kitchen. Richard's noted that the foods mostly tasted like those on our earth, but the product names were slightly different. Or the foods were different colors. For example, the ketchup was purple. What? Well. Again, that's a little bit of like a upper school, high school kind of thing, I think. It's like, what's a little minimal kind of change? But I mean, tomatoes are red. But apparently in this one, they're uh, maybe they're purple. Well, you know... So because of they didn't follow the space race, mm. all their tomatoes are coloured purple. Brady, hey, man. what colour are carrots? Ah, uh, well... That's, that's a good... Yeah, 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 yeah. They're orange now, but they yeah. used to be, used to be yeah. purple. purple. They used to be multiple different colours. In mm. fact, I think they started off as like a like mm. more like a parsnip. Okay, so if I'm going to buy some carrot sauce from the supermarket, <laughs> I'm, I've got an open mind, all right? <laughs> well, one other thing too is is the butterfly effect of, of this one decision. And this is where you get the multiple, the yeah, infinite right. thing. So yep. maybe that affected some scientist who just decided that he was going to make purple tomatoes and they just they took like, off like they GMO yeah, yeah, yeah they're disease yeah. resistant and then whatever. everyone was like hey fucking get on the purple stuff because it's the best oh and man then, have you had purple ketchup oh it's so good. my god I put it on my burger and it made my burger so perps much catch. better yeah oh, I get on burger. it a purple uh, burger purple burger <laughs> uh, a burger a burger there we go Eventually, Richard said it was getting late and he should go. He grabbed his dog, shook Jonas's hand, and thanked him for taking care of him after he was knocked out. Jonas opened up a portal. Richard stepped, as you do. And Richard stepped through it, describing the sensation as, quote, like getting wet but staying dry the entire mm. time. Quote, when like I, PCP, basically. That's, that's actually, <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to say that's what happens when Chuck Norris falls into a pool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the water just the water uh, evaporates gets, the water and retreats. Gets dry. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, quote, when I put my dog on the ground, she even shook herself like she thought she was wet, wrote Richards. Interesting detail. That's good. I like that detail. Interesting detail. Mm. That's, that's, uh, that's solves it a, a bit better, I think. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, like I, I believe it. it now. Totally. Just because of that one thing. <laughs> uh, You're supposed to talk while I have a drink. No. <laughs> no, it's better if we don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going to hear that real awkward mm. drama. Look, 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 look. It was dark by the time Richards got back. The portal left a, quote, straight line burn mark on the ground, which Richards could only see because it was smoking from the heat. So what, straight line from where he came out or straight line like across like where the portal was? Yeah, I don't know. And he had a couple of photos on his website, which were great. They didn't show a hell of a lot, but they didn't really show one of a burn mark or anything. Mm. So I don't know. Um, He got back in his car, which was still there on the side of the road and drove home. Richard didn't have a tape player in his car, nor did he have one at home, so he had to go to Walmart to buy one, just so he could listen to this Beatles tape from another dimension. Quote, Unfortunately, I don't have any information about the tape other than what is written on the card sleeve. The track names are written, uh, as well as the album title, Everyday Chemistry. Everything else about it is as mysterious to you as it is to me. The the title itself sounds plausible, doesn't it? Like, it, it, yeah. Like if if you were to say like, oh, there was a uh, you know Beatles album that you'd never heard of, and, and it's, it's, called it's called Every, Everyday, Everyday Chemistry. Chemistry, you'd be like, oh, okay, that sounds legit. Mm. Like it, it sounds have, like it fits in with you know the other Beatles album titles. Have either of you like? Is there actually a recording getting around? Have you yes. listened to it? Yeah. Um. Okay. What we're I want to know. We're no, gonna, no, we're like going to get to that really soon. No, but yeah, go I, on. I don't want to jump ahead, but do they reference upper school in any of the lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's heaps of references to purple tomatoes. <laughs> uh, everything else about it was as mysterious to you as it is to me. It also, also wasn't like I could have asked the guy anything about it, especially after taking it from him. Richards uploaded the album on a website he created called thebeatlesneverbrokeup.com. Mm. He wrote his story on there, noting that he is, quote, not insane or on drugs. <laughs> I mean, I'm instantly... Whenever, I just, yeah. whenever yeah, someone yeah, opens that, with that... If they have um, to point that out, yeah. I'm not high and I'm not crazy, but... Yeah. That's yeah. like the beginning of every job interview I've ever done. <laughs> I just get that right out there straight off the bat. Mm. Just gonna and say then let's up. move forward from there. I know I've I'm, got skills. I know I'm not wearing pants, but I'm not crazy or on drugs. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Richards acknowledges his story is somewhat unbelievable and embarrassing to explain. He promised to post more about his experience, quote, in the coming days, but I have to go to work right now and this post is already long enough. It, uh-huh. it, is, it, it was a pretty massive screed, I will say that. Uh, he didn't ever post again. Uh, he invited people to, people to email him if they had any questions and asked for anyone who had been through a similar experience to contact him. Quote, some of the things this guy said to me almost make me wonder if this isn't the first time uh, dimension, interdimensional travellers have been here, Richards wrote. Can you believe it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw to Brady first. <laughs> I, actually, I want to hear Brady's kind of, you know, take on it first. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Tell me what you think and then I'll play you some of the album. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously I think it's bullshit. <laughs> What? Why? How, how well, would you say such things? Yeah, but I mean, the whole... Okay, and, and let's put it in, in, into perspective. He hasn't heard the proof other than the story yet. Like, yeah, he yeah. He hasn't yeah. heard the music yet, so... Yeah. Should we maybe do that now? You want to hear and it? And then, yeah. I, 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 that, that kind of makes sense, really, doesn't it? Yeah. To, to, to hear the proof. No, and I'd, then... I'd rather you guys Fuck, go off... What am, am I hosting this show? <laughs> I, I want you guys to go off half-cocked and uh, just make wild statements, but... All right, so is let it- me, um, I've just got the old, uh, can you believe it, iPad, um, <laughs> which I'm going to write off for tax purposes. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a bit of a, bit of a noise kind of start, and then it'll, it'll kick into a song soon. Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. Is, is that in English? Yeah. Has it been transcribed? It's just it's a sample of someone talking. You're right. It sounds crazy. Like that sounds scary to be honest. Yeah, it kind of does. 
fuck yeah, you? Oh, Brad. Yeah, it sounds good. I believe. I believe. <laughs> give it, give it a bit longer. Okay. Okay. So I think I think I understand what's happening now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you want to kill that and yeah, tell yeah. me what do you, what do you think is happening, Brady? This is a very clever Beatles mashup album. Uh-huh. And this dude pretty smartly, I mean, he's obviously got a very active imagination in terms of upper school and, <laughs> and purple tomato and purple, purple ketchup. Tomato, and yeah. that's about it, really. Purple and a bookshelf. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> My upper school baby. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's bullshit. I mean, that's sick, though. Like, It if- starts off rad and you're like... Oh, this could be legit. And that, then you that, go. Oh, I, I mean, on, a- honestly, a lot of my reaction then was like that. That is pretty sick in terms of music. That's a banger. As a mashup album, it's fucking boss. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah right. I've listened to it a bunch just while writing this, and it's really cool. Have you it's- just butted us, well, me, up <laughs> for fucking 35, 40 minutes? How long are we now? Yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah, 40 minutes. Just to show me a fucking mashup <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah, which is basically what this guy has done. He has written this whole fucking thing about interdimensional travel. Well, this is what I think. Yeah. Just purely to, to give his mashup album he's done just a bit of an extra spin off into wow. the internet. I mean, I I kind of commend the guy for ah, doing that. Like, yeah, that's great. Fucking like, kudos right there. The story is like there's bits that he could probably work on and maybe workshop a bit yeah, better. He could have punched it up a bit. Yeah. yeah. When he does, I don't know what, the Led Zeppelin. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I went into another dimension, right? And Led <laughs> Zeppelin back. never broke up. Yeah. <laughs> and Billy Ray Cyrus was rad. <laughs> okay. So when the album was leaked, pretty much everyone noticed the tracks sounded like mashups of songs from the Beatles various post-Beatles solo projects mixed with what appears to be a a small amount of original instrumentation. For example, the opener, which is called Four Guys, which is a bit we heard of, mixes together elements from Wings, uh, Paul McCartney and Wings' Band on the Run, Mm. uh, George Harrison's When We Was Fab, um, from the, I think, from the Cloud Nine album, and a riff from John Lennon's I'm Moving On. Uh, Track six, I'm Just Sitting Here, mashes up Harrison's My Sweet Lord and Give Me Love, as well as Lennon's Watching the Wheels and what could be a snippet from the Beatles, I Feel Fine. James Richards was interviewed by The Telegraph. Uh, No, I don't know how that... I think they must have just emailed him some questions like pretty soon after it happened and he actually responded. Hmm. Uh, And he offered the following explanation as to why the songs sound like mashups. Quote, I had a feeling some of the songs had a familiar sound to them as well. The only conclusion I can come up with is even though in the alternate universe the Beatles hadn't broken up, that didn't mean their future music ideas disappeared. Oh, man. Primo. Uh. Superb. That's just fantastic. For what it's worth, here are some uh, other little details about James Richards and everyday chemistry. James is Paul McCartney's actual first name and Richard is Ringo Starr's first real first name. Everyday Chemistry was released online by James Richards on September 9th, 2009, the same day the Beatles released the full remastered versions of all their albums in a box set. Well, so there was a little bit of a groundswell of interest that was going on. I was like, eh, here we go. Is this so there's a whole thing around Pink Floyd with the same stuff, too, where there is um, kind of uh, nonsensical kind of glyphs and stuff like that. And these diehard Pink Floyd fans have pulled together dates and uh, the meanings behind just these little sort of tidbits on tour posters like album cover art stuff like that so this if this is like i don't think this is as deep as that no no but i mean but that's really interesting i hadn't yeah. actually heard that before yeah but i mean if this is a beatles 
ticked off on like this is this is a little bit funky isn't it (laughs) (laughs) this is a little bit weird i yeah that that even makes it cooler again yeah all right um uh, uh, allow me to 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 wade in uh here i'm going to say that although i don't believe this particular story I find the idea of interdimensional travel plausible um, because the the idea of, of altered dimensions and the existence of altered dimensions, although it hasn't been proven, has been spoken about quite widely by you know multiple physicists, um, and many of them have agreed that it could explain a great deal of quantum theory and and certain um, anomalies that we dis- discover in you know uh, mathematics and physics. So it is, uh, I find it plausible that you could travel from one dimension to another if that exists this guy's particular story it's it's actually brilliant in it in its in its weirdness in in like uh, mashing up that album um and then bringing it out at the time when that when the beatles are re- releasing all their remasters yeah and, stuff. and i yeah. remember like um he's put a lot of thought into the in, into this into into the timing of it and giving it a little bit of an extra story and all that sort of stuff like, enough to make enough to make a little bit of money out of it probably. well no he i don't think he's made he, any he, money he no, it was, char- a, it was a free free download wow because okay. as soon as you started charging money for that it, actually leads that that lends credibility to to his story well mm. as soon as you start uh charging money for it then EMI's lawyers just come swooping in probably um, and it all gets shut down but instead he puts this out and then all these uh, you know music blogs and and newspapers and all this and websites and stuff start doing a story story about hey have you heard there's a Beatles album from another parallel from a parallel dimension and it's it's off and people are listening to it and if that's that's all your aim is is for people to listen to this mashup album done yeah fucking full points knock it out of the park Mm, yeah it it would actually make a fantastic film like just just this whole story and if it was played as if it was actually true and legit happened it would make for a fantastic film yeah but where's the where's the dramatic tension in there like, there's no real adversity. Uh, it, it, hello, it, were you listening to the same story that I, that I was listening to? There was purple ketchup. <laughs> um, so, he also released this in a kind of a, a really good groundswell of mashup albums and stuff. In 2006, a Beatles-approved mashup album called Love was released, which yeah, is really I was, was really going to cool. mention that earlier, yeah. Uh, it's produced by a longtime Beatles producer, George Martin, and his son, Giles, and was used as a soundtrack to a Cirque du Soleil performance of the same name. Other notable Beatles mashup albums include Danger Mouse's 2004 release, The Grey Album, which used Jay-Z raps from the Black Album mixed with instrumental samples from the Beatles' White Album. You guys heard that one? Wow, that's cool. It's, it's not a big Jay-Z fan myself. It's, it's really good. That's, I, I would get down with that. That'd be that, sick. And yeah. that is the album that put Danger Mouse on the map. Like, after yeah, right. that, he yeah. went and produced, uh, like, the Black Keys, and he worked with U2 and yep. fucking everyone. Yeah, Signed up Penfold to help him out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it's all on the back of the Grey Album, mm. and that, that which is a mashup. Um uh, and also DJ BC's two albums in 2004 and 2006 under the name The Beastles, which wrapped up, mashed up The Beatles with The Beastie Boys. That sounds fucking yeah, rad. Yeah, both of those. The Beastles, al- that's yeah, awesome. Both of those albums are fucking rad as well. You've heard, like, and uh, I'm sh- you might have it on the list, but Beat Talica, the... Um, I think I, yeah, Beat I think I've heard of that before, yeah. 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 Uh, and finally, in 1998... Uh, a sci-fi writer named Stephen Baxter released a short story called The Twelfth Album, which details a lost Beatles record from an alternate reality where the Beatles never broke up. The album is called God and comprises songs the Beatles released as solo artists, but the God versions were recorded with all the Beatles involved. Mm. And uh, so there you go. Well, well, if only really, like, uh, yeah, as, really, a, as a Beatles fan and a music fan, it, it just into that, yeah, thing, it totally it? Yeah. does. And like, when I came across those videos, um, th- this story sort of maybe three, four years ago, I was just enthralled and I was like, oh my god, I'm onto something here, yeah, I'm onto something that could be something here. And I'm, mm. I'm listening to it and I'm, I'm reading all the blogs and I'm sucking it up, and then I get to the music. 
and I'm like, oh yeah, it starts off really cool. And then as soon as I hear band on the run, I'm like, no, it's a fucking mashup. <laughs> yeah, it's, a ma- yeah. it's all a mashup. Yep. That's all it is. And I was just massively let down. Mm. Which yeah. I mean, it'd be, um, it'd be a lot cooler if, um, like, yeah, sure. A band on the run, that's going to happen, whatever. But if it was just different to how it's actually recorded, how we know it. Like if, yeah. if, if anybody ever got onto, you know, some vocal tracks from Paul McCartney that were never released or never heard or, you know, John Lennon or George Harrison. Well, I don't know why no one has tried to pull the con. Like how many Beatles tribute bands are there out there who can imitate them really well? They haven't gone and recorded their own music in that, in yeah. that idiom, yeah. you know, in that style and then tried to pass it off. Why hasn't that happened? Because obviously, because it's really hard to do because the Beatles could write melodies like fucking no one and their music is fucking amazing and the musicality of it is amazing and you can't just imitate that. But you could still get some of the way through oh, by look, just going, uh, it, it, holy uh, fuck, that sounds like John Lennon. You know, totally, like, yeah. yeah. Like, absolutely. It's, it's entirely possible to do that. But um, I don't know, maybe, maybe just, you know, fraudsters have so much respect for the Beatles that they just don't want to tarnish that. Well, except for James Richards, apparently. But it is it, seriously check it out. The, the whole there, there'll be a link in the sources. Uh, the, it's the whole mashup album is really cool. It's a, just a really good album to listen yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I I must admit that the music was actually pretty cool. But as soon as I realised that that, no, yeah, that yeah. I thought it was a mix up, I was I tuned out completely. Yeah. But as, as soon as you realise it, you kind of feel you feel robbed a little yeah, bit. You yeah, read the story yeah. and you go. Uh, oh, you guys okay. saw it. You saw it on my face. Yeah, as soon as band that's on a, the run happened. There's a whole reason <laughs> yeah. I did yeah. this one is just so I could watch that go from your face. Like, like you're an <laughs> <laughs> um, So uh, yeah. one other thing I will just say is that um, if you like this kind of stuff, there is um, something called the the Beatles Black Album, which is from you guys seen the film Boyhood. No, no. It's the one I've that was, heard it was it. filmed over like twelve years. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. Richard Linklater directed with uh, Ethan Hawke's in it. And anyway, in that film, there's uh, Ethan Hawke's character talks about the Beatles' Black Album, which is a playlist that he's basically made up uh, of, similar to this, like a mashup thing, but all the songs are separate. And it's um, picking a whole bunch of Beatles solo songs from their post-Beatles careers and sequencing, sequencing them into an album Great. That kind of like makes sense. that kind of works. It flows really well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and that's that's really cool. And, and going through all this, I kind of remembered that that was out there, and I found myself listening to the Black Elm, which is a, a Spotify playlist that you can listen to that puts all these Beatles solo songs together in a really cool way. Yeah. So that's uh, that's out there as well. So, um, but yeah, the sources are there. You can see where we got the stuff from. Yeah, jump into the uh, into the comments and uh, let us know uh, if you've listened to the album, uh, what you thought of it, um, and whether you thought it was plausible that um, it could have come from another dimension. And if not, another dimension, another dimension, another if, dimension. If not from if not this particular story, but uh, you know, maybe you've had an interdimensional experience. Let us know. Yeah, t- tell us about just that. Just ignore that. all of that and just insult us wildly. Like, in fact, yeah, that would be preferable. If you could just tell us how shit our podcast is yeah, yeah. and how crap we are as humans that'd be great yeah. well and, 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 and by and proving all, how far we have come as humans yes. <laughs> yeah. in, 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 in all factuality our our, uh, our our podcast is we have two mod uh, 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 mic stands and one didgeridoo holding a microphone so yes <laughs> our podcast is kind of shitty why are you it's, hating on my system man <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a really high voice. It's just through the didgeridoo. It just it kind of gives it some bass. Yeah, a bit of bass. Real bit earth. Of bass. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.